this research review, we are looking at a study uh, about myofascial pain and treatment from the Journal of Body Work and Movement Therapies. This was done at Bradley University um, in combination with some work at a few of uh, other colleges in the U.S. Uh, the title is Immediate Decrease of Bio... Immediate decrease of muscle biomechanical stiffness following dry needling in asymptomatic individuals. So, in essence, what they did for this research is they broke up people um, into three groups looking at infraspinatus, trigger points, uh, erector spinae, and also gastroc. And then they did kind of an interesting thing in their statistics, which I thought was good, um, but also very interesting, is they broke into subgroups if they've got a local twitch response when the dry needling was employed. Uh, local twitch response is thought to have more of a benefit uh, than if you're just inserting the needle. There is some conflicting evidence on that, on if it is needed. Uh, they did not get that response in everybody uh, when they were performing the technique, but did in some so that's why they had that for the breaking down of the subgroup which will come into play when they we talk about the results at the end so again all of these people were uh, asymptomatic and so what they were doing is they would do one session of trigger point triangling attempt to get the twitch then use that as a subgroup but the uh, what they measured was the stiffness of the muscle and they used this device called the myotron that basically you place on top there of the skin of the point and then it measures through its own algorithm a calculation for muscle st stiffness so they did this at baseline they did it immediately following the treatment and then 24 hours later to see what the response was to the trigger point dry needling so what they found was there was a significant decrease in stiffness in the gastroc group, the local twitch response gastroc group, and the local twitch response in the erector spinae group immediately following the dry needling, dry needling protocol. Then at 24 hours, they did find that stiffness increased again, not necessarily to back to baseline levels, but it did increase. So what they think is what they found in the conclusion is that the decrease in muscle stiffness following this dry needling technique was immediate but transitory in that it only lasted for a short period of time so what does that all mean um, and we'll also talk about some of the limitations of this study as well as mentioned by the authors uh, but some other things that can come along with it I'll give them credit for all the limitations they did bring up because they did not find the conclusion that this is like the now go-to. Um, but what, what could we actually use this for? What are some of the practical implications of it? For me, in dry kneeling, having, I've found I like it in some kind of chronic long-term muscle tightness, maybe some long-standing chronic conditions, patellofemoral syndrome when we're looking at the rectus femoris, um, some tight hamstring issues that have been going on for a while, um, other soft tissue things where I feel like I'm just not getting there with my hands. But this is now opening up the idea of, you know, if a muscle is on spasm or relatively acute or subacute from 
tightness or soreness or whatever it may be from training or lifting or whatever it could be when it is quote unquote fired up, this could be a great time to potentially utilize this technique. Now, as I didn't mention earlier, they did, they used a single needle. Um, they used the kind of sparrow pecking technique to try and find the local twitch response, but they only used one. Um, as they were trying to go and elicit that twitch response and ultimately decrease stiffness. Now, there's many ways that you can go and take a look at how you're going to apply the dry needles. Uh, the one that I was taught mostly um, is inserting it, trying to get that local twitch response, but then actually uh, doing a couple half uh, clockwise turns to kind of lock the needle in place if you will and then we're going to leave it there for a while until the body naturally re relaxes and releases the needle and you're able to just draw it back out of the skin to that and try and get that response of the muscles loosening so it would be interesting to see if that approach uh, resulted in anything different compared to this one but it does give you the option and the idea that if this is truly and you're just looking to get some decreased muscle stiffness, that this type of intervention could work. That being said, if you don't dry needle, other interventions could work. There has been some research out there that dry needling is not necessarily significantly better than any other soft tissue modality in working on some of the different characteristics of myofascial work. So that's something to also keep in mind that it doesn't necessarily have to just be dry needling. It could be utilizing some other modality to accomplish those goals. The limits of the study. There was no control or sham group um, or other variables that they could really take into account of why this could occur. Uh, there is some really interesting stuff with sham dry needling and the results that they're getting. They're showing as it is with some other things that potentially that placebo effect of potentially thinking you're getting the intervention, but not um, resulting in the same changes. They did not control for that in this study, which would be an interesting follow-up to see if there is a significant difference then between them, if it's truly the intervention or potentially just the thought of the intervention. And they did this in asymptomatic patients. So these people weren't having pain um, or significant noted tightness in any of the three areas, the infraspinatus, the erector spinae, or the gastroc. So again, as with most things with research is you can't take this as a definitive, hey, this is going to be what fixes it, but it is a potential tool in your toolbox of, hey, this showed that it potentially could do it on a short but transitory timeline, and that could be all you need if you're in a traditional, quote-unquote traditional setting um, in athletic training or depending on how you run your physical therapy, or if you're the patient, how often you can get access to. If you have something that's really fired up, you need to calm it down. This could be a repeated thing over the course of days, which also wasn't studied in this particular study of does that prolong that transitory um, decrease in muscle stiffness and does that help you get to the goal that you need to do, whether it's prepping for a game day or a big event or whatever it may be? So there's a lot of things you can kind of take with it, but it is a hint of evidence that there could be something that you could utilize, especially in the short term, to help maybe someone get over the hump or relax and release a little bit from the tightness that they're dealing with. So that was this research review. Um, if you're 
listening, we'll try and have the citation in the show notes so you can take a look at that. If you happen to check this out on YouTube, you will be able to see the name on the video as it is just a screenshot of the first page of the paper. Um, We're looking forward to getting more of these out and hope everybody's doing well.